May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Culturally speaking, we are not very good at waiting. Whether we're talking about our Amazon deliveries or important test results, we are an impatient people. Have you found yourself in the grocery store line grumpy because there are only two lines open and five people in front of you? Come on, open a few more lines already. Case in point. We often talk about time management and efficiency as the reason we do not want to stand idle in the grocery store line or sit too long at the doctor's office. We have better things to do. After all, we have better places to be. And so often when we are told to wait, we find something to fill our time. We busy ourselves as time passes. I used to carry a paper book, paperback book in my purse to occupy me in those waiting times. That paperback has been replaced by my cell phone where I can check my work email or catch up with a friend. I can order Christmas presents or I can play the daily wordle. All very important things that I must do. We're good at that, filling our time. Time is money, they tell us. So if we aren't productively working, we should be actively resting or purposefully playing so that we use our time well. I'm guilty of this all the time, even in church life, even right here from this very pulpit. It's Advent. While the rest of the world is out there racing, 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 we should slow down and what? Prepare, <laughs> get ourselves ready, do the internal work of praying and self-examination. So come on, let's do the things we need to do to prepare ourselves. When Advent arrives, we talk about it being the season of expectation and of waiting for the coming of the infant in the manger, but also of the return of the savior to us now, it's an important season, we believe, of preparation. And so like good Christians, we prepare in all the ways we can think of, in all the ways native to us. We decorate our houses and deck the halls. Around here, we plan breakfasts and receptions and classes and worship services, all in expectation of the big event to come Christmas Eve because that's what waiting looks like, right? That's what preparation means. But that's not quite the recipe either. Theologian David Bartlett says, the temptation of Advent is to turn from attention to our waiting for Christ and focus instead on our waiting for Christ. Are we sufficiently prepared for the days ahead? Are we sufficiently content enough to enjoy them? When we are inattentive, faithful and thoughtful anticipation turns to frenzied activity or anxious self-examination. 
Advent turns from waiting to scurrying, and we stop looking toward the manger and look instead toward our own belly buttons. It's hard to settle down and wait. It's really, really hard. With our attention turned toward God, with our intention turned toward the empty manger, which will become a filled manger, which will then become a filled cross, which will then become an empty cross, each step requiring waiting. We're called by John the Baptist in this season to turn our attention away from ourselves, away from our own betterment, away from our own fulfillment, away from our own indulgence, and to say, I am not the Messiah, and point instead toward that soon-to-be-filled manger, and point instead to that soon-to-be-empty cross. John the Baptist's appearance in our Advent scripture last week is complicated in light of our desire to do and to fix and to prove and to move. He stomps out of the woods and yells at us to make the path straight, prepare the way. And so we do our best to do that. We make our church beautiful. We make our cookies delicious. We make our choir flawless. We polish our shoes and we polish our sermons and we make sure that we look great before the Lord. Except we miss the part where John the Baptist is yelling that we should make way for the Lord. That is to say, everything we do should point there, not to us, not to our beautiful church, not to our perfect words, not to our spotless clothes or our spotless souls, but to Jesus, to God incarnate, making a way into this world soft and vulnerable with nothing to prove, with nothing to give with everything to offer. But our attention has turned away from our waiting for Christ and turned instead to our waiting for Christ. And that's what John reminds us in our reading today. Are you the Messiah? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? I am not, I am not, I am not. This is not about me, he's telling us. This is about the next one, the one to whom I point, the one I am sent to announce. This is not about my wild hair or my locust diet or my weird coat. This is not even about my baptism. This is about the one who is coming next. 
the one who will turn this world upside down and love you like you have never known love. This is what I am about. And that is what we wait for. My dear ones, there is nothing wrong with using our time wisely. There's nothing at all wrong with doing the work of self-improvement or wanting to look and be our very best. Unless that has become a distraction from looking toward the coming Christ. Unless our doing, doing, doing causes us to forget that we need to be pointing and looking and leaning and living toward the inbreaking of God into this world. When the doing becomes the focus, then we would be better off just waiting, silent and still and allowing our busy minds to wander toward God, practicing our patience. There is so much to do to repair the world, to seek and to serve. There is so much work in the world around us that needs our thoughtful and purposeful attention and our action. John the Baptist is telling us that everything we do and everything we are should point back and always to God. Are you the prophet? Are you the Messiah? No, we are the beloved, the ones called to look to the manger, to point to the cross and to wait. Amen. <laughs>